Well, hello and welcome to In the Growth Space, where we discover new ways to grow our business, our teams, and ourselves. I'm your host and growth coach, David McGlennon, and I'm really glad you're here. This episode of In the Growth Space is brought to you by the Emerging Leader Inner Circles, a growth program by Impact Leadership Consulting. The Emerging Leader Inner Circles, or ELIC for short, is a group coaching and masterminding environment that was created a few years ago that gives new and emerging leaders the safe space to learn, practice, and prepare for their leadership roles. It's an all-virtual environment with leaders from all over the world. We have leaders from the UK, the European Union, and all across the United States from a variety of industries. If you are a small to mid-sized company and want a very economical way to prepare your next level leaders, the Emerging Leader Inner Circles is a great way to prepare them. We are forming new circles now and we'd love to talk with you to evaluate if it's a good fit for you or your team. Send an email to admin at davidmcglennon.com and we'll set up a time for an evaluation call. Well, in this episode, I'm talking with one of the people that I've looked to in the podcast world as someone who truly entered his growth space. A couple years ago, I was introduced to Jeff Hancher by a mutual friend, and when we connected up on the phone, we just immediately hit it off. He invited me then to be on his podcast to talk about company culture. And after we recorded the episode in his studio, we went to dinner, and then we really got a chance to know each other. Jeff has a really great growth story that you will hear in our conversation, and we've shared the stage together both at uh, a leadership event that he hosted and then at my annual Emerging Leader Inner Circles Summit here in Pittsburgh. If you've ever been in a place where you wondered if you could really make strides in your growth personally and professionally, this conversation with Jeff should encourage you. Make sure that you catch the last part of the conversation where Jeff shares how to push through what I call the terror barrier of discomfort into creating a new comfort zone. All right, here's the conversation with Jeff Hancher. Well, hey, Jeff, uh, so great to have you here on In the Growth Space. I'm I'm really grateful to be able to to have you on my podcast because I know that I've been on your podcast a couple of times, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And uh, so great to have you here. Welcome. It's it's great great to be on the show. I'm excited about it. You've been a big part of my growth space, <laughs> and uh, that is true, David. You've been on my show twice, and you're one episode away from uh, tying the record. So we got to get that done. Oh yeah, man. I'm all about <laughs> I'm all about uh, records and and being on top of the leaderboard. So there you go. There let's you make go. that happen, make man. Happen, sure. <laughs> well. Uh, why don't we tell people about you? You know, tell people about your story. Uh, give give people a little bit about you know who you are and, and a little bit about your growth journey so far. Yeah, I, you know it's uh, it's quite a story, really. And uh, I it used to be a story that I hid from, and now mm-hmm. that I know that it can empower and help others, but. Yeah. You know the the essence, the nickel uh, story mm-hmm. is. I, I grew up here in southwestern Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and uh, grew up very very humble. I had two parents that were very sick. Uh, you know, my mom battled a terminal disease, lupus. Mm-hmm. My dad battled chronic osteoarthritis. Later, developed cancer. So literally, uh, every uh, living moment of my life, neither one of my parents worked. So mm-hmm. we were a product of the system, and you don't really realize you know, who you are in society until you get a bit older. 
but we, you know, me and my brother then became, we, you know, very vigilant that we're going to break out of here and maybe get into a good, you know, blue collar job and, and help our parents. Yeah. And um, that was really the mission. Like I, I wasn't really guided well. Uh, my parents were literally trying to survive both financially and with their health. And there was really not a lot of guidance. And if there's not a, a lot of guidance with teenage boys, things can go off pretty fast. And right. they did. Um, we got into some trouble. We were hanging around the wrong people. And I knew I always wanted more, David, but I didn't know what that meant. I wasn't being pushed in a direction. Um, you know, I, I didn't know where to go and what to do. So I joined the military. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always had, you know, a sense of patriotism, but I'd love to tell you I went there for the for the <laughs> grand old flag, but I was running from something not to something. Uh, yeah. uh, but when I landed at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, you know, things really started to change. I literally became a man, <laughs> I literally sure. found structure. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the military saved my life, it truly mm. did. Wow, and, that's you know, but then I, I, I uh, departed from the military. And I uh, was coming home. I was going to use that GI Bill to be the first one to have a college education. Sure. And uh, two weeks before starting, I got the call that I'd gotten so many times from my dad, which was they're sending mom home in hospice. Oh, wow. The big difference this time, though, was my dad had to have a major surgery. He had to have his leg amputated oh, wow. while they were sending her home. And mm. uh, so I put college on the shelf and came home to take care of mom. And, uh, but I didn't want to be a burden. So I answered a newspaper article for a job that I'm dating myself here. <laughs> and uh, in uh, September of 1996, I started as a, a truck driver at a company called Cintas Corporation. Yeah. Most people know them as the uniform people. And uh, I spent 24 years there and Amazing. Uh, had a lot of success with that company, uh, a lot of growth. I was partnered with the right company, the right development, the right training the right mentors, the right leadership. And uh, I got to see unbelievable growth, this uneducated kid uh, from humble beginnings that, you know, worked hard, got around the right people, um, and made a go of it in corporate yeah. America. And, uh, cool. and then recently made the uh, transition to starting my own business. I love that. That's I, I love, uh, you know, I've heard the story before, but I love hearing you talk about it again. And I'd love to just dive into something for a minute. And because I don't know that I've actually ever asked you this, but talk a little bit about the company development and like how you talked about that it was a right company, right, you know, right thing for you to be able to, to develop you and to help you personally grow and, and professionally grow. What was it about that that really like helped you? You know, I think it was a couple of things. One, uh, who I am as a person lined up very well with the corporate culture. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very important uh, for anybody to thrive in any environment. You know, I could they could you could take the same Jeff Hancher, plug them in a different culture, and it wouldn't have worked at all because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I didn't know where to go and what to do. I just knew <laughs> I wanted success and I was willing to work hard. Sure. Uh, but I, I, I hit the uh, career lottery. You know, mm. I get with this amazing company. And some of the things that stand out to me about that culture and why I thrived in it, and by the way, thousands of people do, is uh, they're, they're really a company that, that walks the talk. Mm. And I think that's so important. You know, it's not the poster on the wall. Although yeah. we had great, great marketing and great posters, but from the top down, leadership walked it out. And I think that's so important uh, in building cultures. And then you, you have tangents off of those cultures, like how do you develop people? Mm -hmm. um, 
that's that's really the story there is sure. you know they took this clay that was literally a ball of mess hmm. and built it into uh you know a senior level leader in a fortune 500 company yeah. Now that came with a lot of blood, sweat, and believe me, a lot of crying. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure. <laughs> but you know, you can work really hard and not ever have you know great success. Mm-hmm. It's when you work really hard and you're willing to develop yourself and you have great people around you. And that company is one of the best, if not the best, that does that. Mm. Uh, they teach people. They develop people. Yeah. You know, I've heard it often said, David, that as leaders, you can teach what you know, mm-hmm. but you'll reproduce who you are. Yeah, and I had great leaders so in my life that did that. They didn't just mm-hmm. give me the book and say, read this and you're going to do great. Yes, they gave me the book, but then they started reproducing who they were mm-hmm. in me. And now mm-hmm. I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing that for others. Yeah, man, that's so good. That's so good. And I think it shows the importance to organizations that if you want to grow, you have to grow your people. I mean, I, I truly believe that, you know, growing companies have growing people and it takes that intentional development to, to, to do that. Um, how important was that just even, I, I guess, just in your own journey, the fact that they had a, a, a program and that they had that culture. I mean, I, I know that it was important for you, but I mean, what do you like, maybe let me ask it a different way. Where would you be if you didn't have a company that really invested in you? Man, I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you exactly (laughs) where I'd be. I still have the letter that I wrote uh, to my wife. Really? She she was my girlfriend at the time. I was a truck driver and um, I didn't have this mentality that someday I'm going to be a senior director in the company. That wasn't even on the radar, mm-hmm. but here I have this blue collar job. It was a good job. It had a 401k uh, nice, by yeah. the way, which <laughs> is a big deal where I come from. Yeah, And not to mention uh, benefits. They had medical benefits. So life was good, but I wasn't, uh, I, I was, I was working a lot. I mean, mm. to the point, like I felt abused mm. and uh, I didn't see what was next. And uh, I'm on a route, the biggest route that there was. I'm, I'm staring down the barrel of a 14-hour day. I'm, I'm, dusty, I'm dusty, I'm dirty, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and I have had enough. But <laughs> I'm looking at this girl that I think I want to marry. Uh, and how am I going to tell her dad? I don't, I'm not educated, all this stuff. And so here I am in this broken down truck on the side of the road. I find a scrap piece of paper and I start writing my girlfriend a letter. Mm. I'm quitting. I don't know what's going to happen. I know mm. that I love you, but I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to give you my best. I think I, I, the, my next move is to flip burgers somewhere until I get this thing figured out. And David, that's, that's where I was going. Not mm. no direction. Um, I only had one thing and I worked hard and mm. I didn't know where to go and what to do. And here I am getting ready to quit because mm. uh, I was tired. I was burnt out. I was exhausted in this company that I later spent at the time, I later spent 23 years with and nearly 12 promotions. And wow. I think about that day, David, and I'm like, had I would have, had I would have quit, mm-hmm. had I had given up yeah. in that moment, what, how would my life have changed? And that's a lesson of resilience yeah, and sticking to it. But there was a leader that pulled me in. Uh, I gave my two week resignation. Really? Wow. And they said, the Hanch, Hanch, you can't quit on us, man. There's something about you. People are talking about you. I don't want to, I don't want to get your ego too big, but man, you're different. Yeah. You know, you're, you, 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 you line up well with our culture. Mm-hmm. And I can tell this, 
this wasn't like he was trying to save an employee from turnover. This mm-hmm. leader saw something in me. And Joe, right. if you're listening to this, somehow, <laughs> some way, I owe, I owe you a lot. But Joe convinced me that if I stick with this, that he was going to be right by my side and lock arms and he was going to make sure that I won. Mm. And, and I believed him. Wow. And he did. And had I not had a leader like that, David, I don't know where I'd be today. I honestly don't. That's, that's yeah, that's so powerful, Jeff. And, 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 and to the leaders that are listening to this, you have to, you have to allow people to borrow your belief in them. I can't tell you how much that means to people. I mean, listening to this story with Jeff, you've got to be able to, to be that beacon, be the best version of you so that you can help other people who may not necessarily see it in themselves. I, I see this all the time with emerging leaders. They don't see it in themselves, but yet somebody else sees it in them. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Jeff. That, that is so great because having somebody to, to believe in you is, is just a, a blessing. It's big. It's big. And it's my passion in life at this point, because Joe was just the beginning. Yeah. You know, Joe, Joe taught me, uh, he came through on his promise. He mm. taught me customer service. Very nice. He taught me yeah. the art of upselling. He built me up to a place that I could get promoted to the big job that I wanted, which was outside sales. That's where all the fancy dressed people were with all the nice cars. Right. Yeah. And I knew I wanted <laughs> that, but I didn't know what I didn't know. And I had a guy by the name of Sean come by my side and said, kid, you work hard, but you're a disaster. But I think we can, I think we can make something of you. And he did. And then I had other leader, leader after leader. Now I don't know anything about leadership, but I want to be a leader. So I had other leaders come in and say, you're a great individual contributor, Hanch, but I think there's something in you. I think you could be a leader. And they molded me into that. And they literally took me from this uneducated, humble, misguided, misdirected kid Mm. and made me into something else. Yeah. That's the heart of leadership. That's Love the value that. of leadership. And that's mm. how every leader should be think. Cause if you're chasing the title and the, the W2 and all this, you're going to get worn out. Yeah. But when you chase people, the people will chase the business. Oh, that's so good. When you chase the people, the people will chase the business. Man, we could stop right there. And that's, that's like gold, but I, we're going to go farther because that, I mean, that, First of all, if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, you're a business leader, you've got to get this idea. The old way of, of doing things, this old idea of, of just, you know, let's work until, you know, we bleed and, and, and keep going until we just can't go anymore. That's not going to that's not going to work in today's economy. We have to be able to see things holistically. So I'm so grateful that you just brought that up, man. What? Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. What would you say to, you know, leaders who have, you know, groups of emerging leaders? Because I know that, I, you know, you know that I work with a lot of emerging leaders and, and, and you've worked with emerging leaders and talk about, you know, what, what would you say to them that, that would really um, help them to, to, to embrace this idea of, you know, getting past their comfort zone and, and really going beyond where they perceive that they are capable of right now? Yeah, a couple thoughts on that. Um, one, it, a new leader, when you, I'm thinking of my own, you know, story and some of my clients, mm-hmm. when you're a new leader, uh, most likely what we know about you is you were a really good individual contributor, right? Yeah. 
and then you get the big nod and you get the big office and you get the nameplate on the door and everything's going to be great because everybody's going to do it like you did it. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. They absolutely don't. So now you got to start making those deposits like we talked about. So a couple things on that. Go, go into leadership or if you're new at leadership, yes, the fundamentals are important. Matter of fact, they're critical. But you know, leadership is a people business. Yeah. And there's a fine line between having people work for you and having people that don't want to let you down. Mm. Having people work for you versus having people that don't want to let you down. Work on those relationships because inevitably at some time, you're going to ask for big withdrawals from your team. We're going to need those withdrawals. But the only way that you have earned the right to, to take that withdrawal is if you've made a big deposit. The bigger deposits that you make, the bigger withdrawals that you can also make. But you can only do that by investing. Build a team that doesn't want to let you down. It's also going to give you some leadership grace. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as a couple pitfalls that I see with new leaders, I would tell you the biggest pitfall is a lack of assertiveness, Mm. uh, a lack of challenging leadership, uh, the unwillingness to have the tough conversation. Because in your mind, you're saying, I can't tell you how many times I went home to my wife when I first got into leadership and I would say these words, you will never believe what happened today. (laughs) You will never believe. Why why would I say that? Because I wouldn't dream of doing what they did. Like, I didn't even know it was possible that somebody would act that way. (laughs) If you're a new leader listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. And so we're dumbfounded a little bit and we're like, how do I even address that? Like, does that need to be addressed? I guess I do. Then you get a little sweaty, especially if you have a very uh, robust personality reporting to you. They're a little bit uh, intimidating, if you will. Mm -hmm. And and you're sweating bullets and you're like, I don't want to go have this tough conversation. Assertiveness and not looking past bad performance is one of the biggest pitfalls that I see new leaders make Mm -hmm. because they just expect everybody's going to do it. You have to inspect what you expect. And you have to be willing to have the tough conversation. Yeah, and you don't need to be mean-spirited. You don't yeah. need to be aggressive. But you need to find that balance between passive and aggressive. And that sweet spot is assertiveness. Mm-hmm. Being willing to have the tough conversations. Because I'll bet even you, David, if you were to look back on your life and say, who, who in my life impacted me the most? I'll bet you could also say that they were probably the ones that were the toughest on you. Absolutely. And, and that molds us. And it doesn't yeah. have to be you pull the stick out and start cracking heads. No, it's creating standards and expectations that you're going to hold it. people accountable to. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, it's the expectations and, and, and getting clear on those expectations, too. Not only just from the setting the expectations, but, you know, getting the getting clear on those. Is, I think it's so important. And, and you're right. I mean, I think those leaders who, who put those expectations and, 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 and communicate them well and put those parameters up um, are, the, are, are the best leaders because they get the, they get the best out of you. They know, they know that there's more inside of you and, and they, they believe that in you. They see it and they believe it in you. Absolutely. Yeah. What, um, what do you think has been like your biggest growth component or growth part um, over the last couple of years, I know that you you left the corporate world. Um, you're you're doing coaching. You're doing um, leadership development. You're doing public speaking. Well, 
you're doing speaking. It's remote now, I'm sure. But, yeah. <laughs> but, and, and, and you know, I, I love um, the fact that our paths have crossed, and because um, we've been able to just share our journey a little bit uh, together. And I know that you and I shared the stage together uh, at a leadership event that you hosted, mm-hmm. and I was so excited about that. But, but since that time, you've left your corporate job. You started this new um, company. And I'd love to just hear some of your thoughts on the, the growth path so far. Like what have been some of the biggest things that you, and maybe the biggest areas that you've grown and like what's led to that? Yeah. You know, we would call it post-corporate life, right? <laughs> right. Um, right. Everything that they told me uh, was true. Uh, <laughs> the first year is going to be a little bit rocky, but nobody told me a pandemic was coming, by the way. Yeah, right. You know, things were starting out so great. You know, figure I left December 13th of 2019. There was yeah. not even a hint of COVID other than something going on in China, whatever it might be. But then it hits home. You know, here I'm making some traction. I got some speaking engagements lined up one after one. They're canceling. And I'm like, I did. I, David, I'm embarrassed to even say this publicly. I was never on a Zoom call prior. <laughs> like, I just had this vision that I was going to be on the big stages. You have yeah, these sure. Aspirations, right. The, of what it's going to look like. And I got punched right in the mouth. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm a guy that has pretty good confidence, but I, it tested me. <clears throat> not to mention making this leap, if anybody's ever done it or ever plans to do it, I don't care how confident you are and how sure of yourself that you are, there is a, a fear of failing and, and the what if. Yeah. So I would tell you the big, uh, the two biggest growth areas for me, uh, I would say in that first 90 days, six months, and then the year, they were, it was kind of a journey, but mm-hmm. um, I had to really check my confidence and I had to really check my mm-hmm. fear of failure. Yeah. And what I learned about myself uh, as it relates to confidence is that I had to really manage my self-talk. Yes. You Uh, know, because back to humble beginnings, I have this poverty mindset. Believe me, nobody's mm -hmm. going hungry at the Hancher house. We're doing fine. (laughs) We're doing, But you have this mindset of, oh my gosh, we're going to lose everything. And I had to manage my self-talk. And I started, as I managed this self-talk, I began acting in the moment like the person I wanted to become, like the business that I wanted to build. So once I had the opportunity, I didn't let, I didn't let my inner voice, you know, destroy how I presented or who I was in public or Mm -hmm. with a potential client. I began acting like the business that I wanted. I began acting like the entrepreneur that I wanted to be. And uh, I, I had to force myself to reflect on past wins. And this is, this was a game changer for me. Um, and I got around people like you, David, that was mm. that believed in me and coached me and mm. motivated me and was and and you know, you have people around you that have been on the journey with you and they're like, sure. you know, Hans, you don't lose. Like you've never lost. Why do you think you're gonna lose now? You remember that time when you won this and won that? <laughs> remember you made your first president's club and man, yeah. you're a winner. Like this isn't you, there's no way that you're gonna lose this. So mm-hmm. I had to really reflect on past wins. Uh, that's um, good. And I had to learn a lot, man. I had yeah. to learn a lot. I didn't know this business. Sure. And I think when you gain knowledge, you build confidence. Knowledge yeah. is a great confidence builder. And yeah. I tell people all the time, you're gonna want, you're gonna sit in one of four camps in life. 
Camp one is, I hope it doesn't come up. <laughs> camp two is, if it comes up, I'll wing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, camp three is, if it comes up, I'm ready to talk about it. But then folks, look, there's camp four. And camp four is, if it doesn't come up, I'm bringing it I'm up. I'm bringing it up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because I, I'm, you know, now it's like my duty and obligation to bring it up because I have answers. If yep. you know CPR and somebody's laying lifeless on the ground, you're not waiting for someone else. Right. You're, you're going to that. Why? Because mm-hmm. you have something that they need. And so I went all in. Uh, on on third shift, if you will, late night when everybody was sleeping, <laughs> trying to learn how to zoom and how to what a hashtag was, and you know, <laughs> I love it. That's all awesome. this stuff that I yeah. didn't know anything about, but I I needed to be an expert because when you have something, you can give something. Yeah. But if you don't have it, it's not yours to give. Yeah. And I want to give. It's my passion. Man, that's that's so good. Well, and and you're describing the the that learning process. And and I love the two two places I want to go real quick because I I love that you're talking about the self talk because all the time we, we're talking to ourselves and and I can't even tell you how how much sometimes that hinders people from from moving forward they can't get past that sure. so number one like how did you how did you like recognize that and get past it and then. Well, let me just stop there. Just go ahead and yeah. How did how did you recognize yourself, your own self talk, and then just get past it? Yeah, that was the fear of failing. Yeah, that was the the yeah. failing mindset that started creeping in, and so I had to really think about uh, that fear, and mm-hmm. it was a fear. Believe sure. me, I'll share this publicly. But when I was making this transition, it it began to affect my health. Uh, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, David, but. Uh, I literally passed out on a commercial flight while I was you still did. in corporate America. Yeah, you did tell me. My that blood that. pressure had spiked. I'm stressed out. Am I going to do this? Am I not going to do this? I passed out. I was out cold for like 15 seconds. Went to the doctor. They're like, I'm debating on whether to take you to the emergency room. I think you're going to have a stroke. Here I am in my early 40s. And I'm like, wow, this is insane. Yeah. So I had to get a hold of that. And so I had to get a hold of this fear. And I'm not proud of these things, but I'm being sure. vulnerable and transparent yeah. now. And I started thinking like, instead of what if I do this, I started thinking, what if I don't? Mm, yeah. What if I don't do this? Yeah. And I started, you know, giving it the uh, <clears throat> the obituary test, the funeral yes. test, right? Yeah. Um, am I going to look back and regret not doing this? And emphatically, the answer was, Absolutely. Yeah. But Jeff, you're leaving all this money and all this retirement money mm. and, all, and, and big figures of money and all this and look where you've come from and you're selfish. And but I knew I knew, you know, you heard the saying like there's two, two big days in your life, the day you were born and the day you realize what you were built to do. This yeah. is what I'm built to do, David. And yeah. I had to I had to manage that self talk. And yeah. I had to work through worst case scenarios. You know, mm-hmm. I am that guy, I need safety <laughs> nets and plans and structures and I'm analytical. So here's, here's my, here's my big plan B. If this doesn't work out, ready for it. I'm going to go get a job. Like, <laughs> How about I'm that? Gonna, I'm just going to go back into it, but I needed yeah. to get there. I needed to think about worst case scenarios. Yeah. And so um, the, the last it's- thing I'll say on fear of failure was reserve judgment on the present until it becomes the past. Yeah, that's so good. Because I was taking the present and saying, oh my gosh, this pandemic's going to get worse. But look, nobody would even expect me to win now. I got Mm -hmm. it. Now I was starting to use the pandemic as an excuse versus, you know, I was letting it happen to me versus letting it happen for me. And I can tell you, maybe you can attest to this, David, 
it was one of the best things that could happen to my business. People were oh, yeah. losing their minds. They needed help. They Absolutely. Needed consulting. They needed coach. They needed yep. motivation, morale boosters. And yeah. that's where I thrive. That's what I love doing. So reserve judgment on the present until it becomes the past. Then let's yeah. reflect. Yeah. Those are things that I did to get to it. Man, that's, yeah, that's so good. And, and yeah, and you're right. I mean, you know, we, we have to, we have to stop using things as an excuse, but you see how they can use be used for us. And um, man, that's, that's so good. The, the second place I wanted to go, something you said, you talked about, you know, learning new things. And I got to believe, you know, that that was just really uncomfortable. I talk about being in that discomfort zone, you know, outside of your comfort zone. And, and, and nobody really likes, you know, there's all these little, you know, fun little memes and things like that, that, you know, people see that, you know, hey, growth becomes, you know, you know, growth only comes outside your comfort zone. Nobody really talks about how that really sucks, you know, and that really oh, doesn't man. feel good. Talk about that, you know, how, what was that like, you know, just learning those new things and, and how did you really handle that discomfort? Yeah, there's, um, you know, when I look at my journey, both corporate and starting my own business, I would tell you, uh, and I've been asked this question, I've put a lot of thought into the question in my life. Uh, not that I'm the greatest thing ever by any stretch, but when you're asked a question, what does it take to win? You want to give some answers of how do you push through the discomfort, so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah. And really, I think what we have to remember is, is that it's not ever going to be if opportunity comes up, it's only when. When, sure. When yeah. It's going to happen. There's going to be an opportunity presented to you. And what we have to be able to answer is, have I prepared myself to be the obvious choice mm. for the opportunity? I boiled it really down to three things. And mm. I'll just give a, a brief on this. But the first thing is you got to be accountable. Yep. And that gets back to the four camps we just talked about. Are you in yeah. camp four? If it doesn't come up, I'm bringing it up. Mm -hmm. Do you have the knowledge? And like you said, nothing good grows in a comfort zone and yeah. you know, all this stuff. And it's all true. But here's the reality. You know, there's so many people that um, they can throw uh, nine out of 10 darts in a bullseye. They know every backup quarterback on fantasy league. They know all of this stuff, but they're not willing to put in the time to do what needs to be done. Yeah. And being accountable to your journey is not only you, but the people counting on you to win. Yeah. And it, it demands that we get into a position that we're willing to give up what we want, what we want right now mm -hmm. for what we want most. Yeah. And the second thing is continuous improvement. I uh, love that. You got to get better. Like, yeah. cause if you're stagnant, you're actually falling behind. Yep. And to your point, discomfort, yeah. it is a pay now or pay later. And right. there's no doubt you have new leaders listening and so forth. Yep. There's some people that are listening right now that have cried their last tear, mm -hmm. but I can tell you this, that's painful. Losing yeah. is painful. Winning is too. Sure. I think of a, a, I had a vast, a, a boxing trainer. I started <laughs> boxing when I was a junior in high school and my first time there, this is a great illustration. <laughs> he, he could kind of see I had a chip on my shoulder. So think of this like 20 pound medicine ball. Yeah. I grabbed the partner and he said, uh, Jeff, go with John. John's going to drop this thing on your stomach 20 times. Um, <laughs> count out loud so I can hear you. No problem. 18, 19, 20. I get up. No problem. Rub the dirt off. Trainer comes up to me and he's like, what are you doing? I said, you said 20 times. He said, oh, my mistake, young man. I didn't even want you to start counting until you started feeling pain. <laughs> you're going to understand. That's great. <laughs> you're either going to sweat in this gym or you're going to bleed in the ring. Either way, it's going to be painful. So yeah. you better get to work. So you yeah. got to 
you got to get better and you got to be willing to pay the price. And lastly, engage your motivation. Yeah. You know, we hear the, another cliche, why, right? What's your why? Mm -hmm. It's not as cliche as you think, because I can tell you this, that thing has gotten me through some tough times. Absolutely. This is the reason that you hear those stories of those moms lifting cars off their kids. Mm -hmm. It's because they engage something that's not even normal. Yeah. These are these are things they engage. They got into a different place. This mm -hmm. is that that grit that we talk about, that mm -hmm. that push that we talk about. And I can yeah. tell you this, you know, anytime I felt like quitting, I would I would think of that childhood. I would think of third mm. grade being in the welfare office, seeing my dad have a nervous breakdown wow. because we, we we didn't qualify for food stamps. I let that mess become my message. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't just let, uh, you know, a tough day at the office or, you know, uh, a bad leader or, you know, somebody that was getting on me up here that was calling me bad names or I was being <laughs> bullied. You kidding me? My why is so big. My engagement, my engagement in what I'm doing runs so deep. I would not let hell or high water hold me back. Yeah. What is that for you? Right. Yeah. Like, are you tapping into that thing? Cause when you do, that's the third piece of being mm. ready and pushing through that discomfort, yeah. uh, in my opinion, that's what's helped me. I love that, Jeff. Yeah. So for those of you listening, just think about those three points there. You've got you got to be accountable. You got to have some way to be accountable, whether that's to you know an individual, a group of people, mastermind group, what have you. Continually improve. Continually push yourself outside of that comfort zone. And then, and then thirdly, tap into that motivation, man. I love that. I love that, Jeff. Um, so good. Um, so good. Well, you know, I know our time is limited today. Uh, this has been an, an awesome conversation, uh, you know, just about your own personal growth and, and really what leaders can do to, to continue their growth path and really what it takes for companies to grow. They have to invest in their people. They have to build their people because, you know, where, where, where people are growing, a company will be growing as well. And so um, I, I, I don't want to leave without talking about your podcast called The Champion Forum. Uh, I love it. I, I love everything about it. And I know, actually, I know some of the listeners listen to you as well, because they've told me. And so I love that. And, and um, talk, talk about your podcast, where can people uh, find you and, and uh, get more on you and, and the things that you're doing? I appreciate that, David, very much. And listener, thanks for uh, listening in today. I know, David, you run into uh, the emerging leader space quite a bit. And yeah. I just want to encourage those new leaders that, uh, don't grow weary in the well-doing. This is a, a great lofty pursuit. You're going to make big impact, not only for you and your goals, but also you're going to have a legacy to leave behind as a leader. So yeah. push through that resistance. David, thanks for the opportunity. Yes, I do have a podcast. It's called The Champion Forum. I'd love uh, for people to listen in. Absolutely. Uh, my website is thechampionforum.com. David, I know you put a lot of effort into emerging leaders and new leaders. I do have a space for the executive leader, yep. uh, the one that's trying to show find incremental improvement uh, with a very similar plat online platform as you, yeah. uh, more catered to that tenured leader. Yes. Uh, so we do have that, but I'd love for people to check out the website, see how I can be a resource. And I always love to get out and give keynote. It's been amazing yes. in 2020. I thought this was all going to be about leadership, but a lot of it <laughs> has been about boosting morale and, and motivating. Yes. And so- I do have some uh, things presented uh, that I presented to many, many organizations to help give them that 
shot in the arm and get their perspective yeah. right. So I'd love an opportunity to do that uh, for anybody else that might be uh, might be in a position to make that decision. I'd welcome that. Oh uh, yeah, and and just from 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 my perspective too, um, for those of you who are are listening, um, if you are in that in that position, he he's been on my stage. I, I have a, a an annual summit. Um, matter of fact, I think it was the the day after our summit that you actually quit your your corporate job, right? Or or that's it was exactly right. Close to yeah. that time, I made the announcement to that crowd before the world knew. You did. That's right. You did. Yeah. Uh, so I can tell nobody. Yes, yes, uh, I can vouch for for Jeff. Uh, and 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 actually, if you were to ask any of the people who are there, um, he's an incredibly motivational, not only motivational, but and inspirational, but he's very practical too. He gives you some really great steps and some really great tips. I mean, you heard several of them today to, to you know, how to grow your own leadership, how to grow your, um, your own um, journey and, and your own, um, you know, leadership path. And so, um, yeah, d- definitely reach out to him, the champion forum. Uh, we'll put the, the, the link in the show notes and, um, Jeff, man, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you to be here. Uh, not only that, but I'm grateful for our friendship because uh, I just, you know, it, it's so cool to be able to be aligned with other people who had the same passion. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, David. The pleasure is all mine, truly. Awesome. Well, um, thanks again, folks, for, for joining us here on uh, In the Growth Space. Um, my, my hope is that you'll take some things away from, from today's conversation reach out and let us know, give us some comments and, and make sure that you go out and, and rate us, uh, subscribe, download, um, give us a review. Good one too, by the way. <laughs> um, but uh, we will uh, look forward to seeing you next time. And, and until then, continue to remain in the growth space and do well.